0: Hello, you're listening to the Raphael Letters. My name is Gabriel Dantes, and today I'll be reading a letter from the Archangel Raphael to a guardian angel named Ashario, who is protecting a young woman named Sarah. Today, in Raphael Letter number 24, the Archangel is writing about the spirit of greed and how greed affects those in Sarah's life. After the letter, we'll read through meditation questions to help us better internalize the spiritual truths contained within the letter. Stay tuned on Sundays for new episodes, and be sure to click the follow button to not miss out. Click the link in the show notes, www.gmdantes.com forward slash the Raphael letter to read the entire letter and follow along. Also, as a reminder, we have just finished the illustrations for my first book, Ari's Adventures. It is a chapter book series by a little redhead girl, who, through her empathetic powers, can talk to animals and heal people. It's ch- children ages 7 to 10 years old. But I know full-grown adults who absolutely love the story. And I think it's my best work yet. And if you want to get it for free, uh, sign up for my email list. The next few weeks I'll providing more information for those who want to read the entire story for free. Though this is only for a limited time. So be sure to sign up soon. Anyway, enough time with that. Let's get to the letter. Without further ado, let's read Raphael letter number 24. Spirit of Greed. Most beloved Shariel, While I am sorry to see that Sarah's grandfather has passed away, I am overjoyed to know that his heart was softened by the kindness of Sarah and Mariana. And I have beheld him myself entering the purifying fires of purgatory, where he awaits the prayers of Sarah and her family on earth. Still, I understand that for humans such passings can be a sad event, particularly if they were close to the one departing as Sarah was. But do be on guard For the enemy knows humans all too well and is aware that these moments can foster much love among the faithful. For this reason, and for the darkening of their souls, the enemy has dispatched a spirit of greed to inflame the hearts of her family. Indeed, I have already seen the wickedness begin. They have already started gossiping. About who should get his money. Faithful Christians who observe this kind of greed often fall into another trap of the enemy. These Christians say to themselves that money is the root of all evil, and therefore it should be avoided. But it was the Apostle Paul who has said that the love of money is the root of all evil. 1 Timothy 6.10 An important distinction. Men thus are often inclined to either idolize money or demonize it. What they don't understand is that money is deserving of neither response. It is simply an extension of a human's influence over others in the world of the living. Certainly, there can be many ways to influence others in the world. Jesus, the seraphic Father Francis, and Mother Teresa were examples of owning little, but influencing millions. But what many Christians don't understand is that these people are the exception to the rule, that money is a means by which you could influence others. You need only to look to Sarah's intentions to see this. She perceives that with only a little bit more money, she can purchase a home to turn into a coffee shop. And with that building, she can influence other people by giving them a place for experiencing community, Peace and love. Indeed, I see how the enemy is using this holy intention of Sarah's as a means by which he wishes to create a division between Sarah and other members of her family. I have heard word that this demon is breathing words of division and greed into her heart. And Sarah echoes his thoughts back to the creature saying things like, My grandfather would have wanted this bit of money to go to me. My aunt is already rich and has inherited most of it. She should give me some of what he has left her. Well it is true that her aunt is wealthy and doesn't need the money, and that her grandfather would have wanted to help his granddaughter, this was not mentioned in his will. This brings up two points. First, it is important for Christians to leave a very detailed will to avoid such ambiguities. Second, because it was indicated in the will, her aunt is not morally bound to this and Sarah has no right over the money. Though the enemy will try to convince her that she does deserve it. The spirit of greed likes to utilize such half-truths in an attempt to lure Sarah and her family into a constant state of greed and division. This is why they're in fact called demons, for the early Christians understood that it is the nature of a diamond to, quote, divide into two. Greek, dice. AI, to divide and conquer. This was the method employed by the enemy in the beginning with Adam and Eve, and this is what is still used today. Humans often want to try to trust in external sources of free money, such as the lottery, or an inheritance, or money from the government. While God may utilize these things in his providential will, humans tend to rely upon these kinds of things as if those things were the only source of divine help. But God is not constrained by such means. Indeed, I am of the opinion that God has allowed this situation to arise as a kind of test for Sarah that she might prove her trust in him and abandon herself to his divine providence. Indeed, I foresee such a test coming soon. In her aunt's house, when she has been invited over for dinner, Sarah will make a trip to the bathroom, and she will visit her grandfather's old study to remember him. Then she will discover money left there by him and she will observe two options at her disposal to take what she believes is rightfully hers or leave the money under the authority of the one to whom it has been entrusted. I cannot say what she will do. Thus to prepare for this moment, encourage Sarah in empathizing with her aunt, considering in her own heart who her aunt has just lost. Propose to Sarah how devastated her aunt must feel if her own mother or father would pass on to the fields of heaven. Help her to see that her aunt is now entirely alone because she feels that everyone now only cares about her because of her money. Help her to see in her aunt and in her other family members, the destructive power of greed. Foster in Sarah the virtue of liberality, which is to give to others freely. You should think that the more she gives, the more she would want to take money from her aunt. Ironically, that is not true. Because the more she gives from the abundance of her heart and wealth, the more she will recognize the truth. That God really has blessed her with so much. And it is through her that he wishes to bless others as well. Whether that be a family member friend or a homeless person lastly I would advise you to encourage her to do as the aforementioned Mother Teresa had advised quote to work as if everything depends upon you and trust as if everything depends upon God in this twofold action of work and trust God will work in Sarah's life, and he will affect his will in her life. I will pray for this unique outpouring of God's spirit. Servant of his healing spirit, Raphael. I hope you enjoyed this letter titled, The Spirit of Greed. In it, we learned about how to respond to money and the allure of money the point of these letters is to bring some spiritual awareness to what is going on around us. To help us enter more fully into these letters and their unique themes, I have composed the following meditation questions, which you can find in the show notes or on my website. While I encourage you to write down your answers to these questions in a notebook to help you engage in them, I recognize that not everyone has the time or freedom to do that. So if that is the case, then as you listen, I recommend paying particular attention to your answers. Perhaps say them out loud if you are alone, or repeat them to yourself in your mind. The purpose of this is in order to create greater awareness of our guardian angels throughout the day and week, that we might do what St. Paul encouraged us to do, pray without ceasing. Let's reflect on those questions. What is the spirituality that I'm now more aware of having read this letter? What is something I wish I could say to my guardian angel right now? Is there something specifically I could thank them for? This struggle that I wish my guardian angel could help me more with guardian angel can you help me more with this please please pray for me on my behalf that God's grace might be poured into me to aid me with this you're so looking at this letter what behaviors might I have to change or what sins do I need to repent of How is God calling me to extend my influence over others financially? What are ways that I could be a good steward of the gifts that I have been given? Is Christ calling me to invest it, to give it to others, use it to take care of myself, Division in my life? Are there people who I could apologize to? Or are there family members to whom I could ask forgiveness? Do I feel entitled to anything in my life that? I have not earned by the sweat of my brow, or do I see even my money as not a gift from God, since he gave me the ability to work and thus earn money. Jesus, thank you for what you have given me, help me to be grateful for what I have been given to use what I have for your glory. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, who in your unfathomable providence are pleased to send your holy angels to guard us, hear our supplication as we cry to you. We may always be defended by their protection and rejoice eternally in their company through our lord jesus christ your son who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the holy spirit one god forever and ever angel of god my guardian dear to whom god's love commits me here and with this day be at my side to light to guard to rule to guide Amen.